countdown for blast off. X minus five, four, three, two, X minus one, fire. Welcome to the Forgot My Dice podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Edwards, and with me, of course, the moving boxes to my new house, Mr. Robert Lundgren. How you doing? Hello, hello. I'm moving. moving. sucks, man. I just want to start out by saying I am so sorry. There is no scenario where moving doesn't suck. No. It, it, we set it up so it sucks less, because we gave ourselves like a, a good three weeks to transition like, we don't have to be out of the apartment until the end of July, so, you know, we, we have, like, a week and a half to, you know, come back and clean and move out, you know, the little things, you know? So, it's, it's instead of sucking all at once, it sucks over time, but it sucks less over time. But it still sucks. This sounds like Mega Made from Spaceballs or something. I don't know where we're going, but, yes, there we are. <laughs> don't go there, because, remember, she goes from suck to blow. Suck. 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 What? I don't think we can put that in. We're quoting a movie. It's fine. It's fine. I just I just watched Spaceballs the other day and I can't figure out whether it holds up or not. I mean, I still giggle. I still giggle, but half the time I'm sitting there watching it, I'm just thinking to myself, this isn't funny anymore. I I I've had a very similar experience. It's like very it's like very nostalgic and you remember it being funny, but I'm not sure if it holds up. So I I don't know. I I I'm like I need to show this to my daughter or something, but it's it's a very PG-13 movie, so I, I got to wait a little bit. And she has to see all the Star Wars movies to get it, and maybe even Planet of the Apes. And I'm like, you know, maybe maybe that's why it's not relevant. I don't even know. Yeah, I I I I've, I'm currently undecided as to whether it holds up or not. It, it was not the best thing in the world. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Poor Mel Brooks. Well, as always, let's get started with a big old thank you to our patrons over at Patreon. You guys are helping us keep the lights on, and it really, truly does help and goes directly to the bottom line of the show. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And we are definitely still exploring different ways that we can reward our patrons over at Patreon with exclusivity. Yes, yes. But again, moving. So that's very much on the back burner. Maybe Jonathan's got his gears rolling. I, on the other hand, am nothing right now but contact paper and IKEA furniture. Uh, it's summer, and I didn't realize just how much extra kid stuff that would uh, bring into my life. <laughs> Basically, I am at some sort of soccer facility, or Jessica's at some sort of soccer facility, five days out of the week at this point. There's just something always going on. It's funny, because I remember so pleasantly rem- uh, thinking about how much I loved summer when I was a kid. Yeah, those days are done, man. Summer sucks. I gotta get these kids back in school. How, how do you, like do that down there because it's been in the 90s up here in portland and it's been i know it gets hotter i know it gets hotter in texas at like frequent frequent water breaks frequent water breaks mother of god like oh it's so hot i I do not miss it i know but you get used to it you get used to it i i apparently got unused to it very quickly because we had we had three days in a row where it was over 90 and i'm like what kind of hellscape have I found myself in? Look, the fields are turning brown with dead grass. This surely must be a sign of the end times. Sadly, around here, that's just Tuesday. <laughs> Thank you, Bison. That's right. The Street Fighter 2 Bison Power Dunk quote. <laughs> I see how many episodes I can work that into in the next year. All right. All right. So Department of Corrections, Jonathan, tell us about the painting game you messed up. Yeah, I was calling it uh, Takenoko, uh, and I should have been calling it Takedo because I'm old and I forget things, and they both have T's in the front. So I screwed that up. Totally on me. Thank you very much to Ray for catching that and letting us know. Uh, that was totally my mistake. Takedo is exactly what it is. You know what? You know what I like? I like the balance, Jonathan, because it was very weighted towards me screwing up, but now... Oh! Oh, the balance the balance is coming back oh i've got faith in you brother i feel like you're gonna <laughs> go ahead and throw that right back out of whack but I'm, I'm i'm with you i'm with you but yeah um that was of course we were talking about raids and raids is basically takaido with maximum aggression and a uh, special shout out to patreon ninja duck who has the best patreon name in the in, in our suite right now yeah who wouldn't love a ninja duck i right it'd be dude ninja ducks would actually be scary like i i, I legit well I, maybe a ninja goose geese actually scare me like i do not mess with geese like there's a lot of geese around here in in parks and i i walk well around them (laughs) i'm I'm like i'm not even gonna mess with a goose 
I mean, they are related to the Velociraptor, so I can't necessarily blame you, although I found them to be rather docile. <sighs> Maybe it's these angry Portland geese. Like, they got that marijuana, like, rage or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Ninja Duck, $20 of uh, drive-thru RPG credit, you know, for our Patreon contest. We do things like that, so join our Patreon and get in on stuff like that. Fun. Huzzah. I was I was cruising around uh, drive through RPG the other day, and let me tell you, there is so much good stuff that you can get for twenty bucks. It is dirty. Yeah, it, it, there's yeah. just so mm-hmm. much good stuff. Quick announcement about today's episode: this is definitely not going to be our standard fare. It's going to be a little quicker than normal, and that is because Robert is in the process of moving. So we are just going to do the off the shelf segment tonight, and we will be back to the normal flow of stuff after tonight's episode. But we wanted to get something out to you. We miss you guys. We miss doing this and. And frankly, we just meet shooting the breeze with each other. Sorry, I, I, I only got one day to edit, which is tomorrow. And uh, so I'm going to try to crank all of this out tomorrow. But if I had to do three segments, that just wouldn't happen because my free time is limited because I'm moving. So And yes. moving sucks. And moving sucks. Yes. Is that going to be the theme of today's episode? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think we have an episode title already. All right, boys and girls. Today's episode is brought to you by the letter, letter M for moving sucks. Moving sucks. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into it. And uh, tonight on Off the Shelf, which is, of course, our segment all about the cool stuff that we've had off of our shelves and onto our tables. Uh, let's go ahead and do some back and forth because we've got uh, very, you know, very strange lists comparing them to each other. <laughs> yes. All right. Should we start with video games? Yes, although I, I, I want you to take a look at my list of video games. And Jonathan, we're going to play This Thing is Unlike the Other. Jonathan, what is not on my list right now? Uh, thank goodness there's no Destiny and no Overwatch. Yeah, yeah. I played a little Overwatch, but there's nothing to report. Although the new hamster character looks amazeballs. But yeah, I... Um, you broke it. You broke, you broke the, the siren's call, didn't you? Uh, it, it just, I, I kind of burned myself out during the faction rally because I'm like, I need to get this gun thing I like. And I played a lot, like way, way, way too much. And just, I saw it on my PlayStation, man. I saw it on my PlayStation and I'd feel bad. I'm like, oh, there's an event going on. I should log in. And then I wouldn't want to play very long. And I'd feel like, oh, I'm missing. You know that, that completionist thing that you get as a nerd where you want to like collect everything and I just didn't have it in me. Yep. And finally, just to sort of rip the Band-Aid off and take that, you know, wound away or whatever, I, I just deleted it. I'm like, I don't, I don't even want to think about it right now. I don't want to have, I don't want it staring at me, making me think I should do it. So I just got rid of it. Because I, I, ca- I can't. I can't anymore. <laughs> I, yes, so there you go. Don't want to be negative. And, and all the power to you if you still like Destiny 2. I think it's a fine game. I just I, I played way too much that one week, and I, I can't do it anymore. So we'll see what happens. But yes, so video games. So so to fill the void, to fill the void, Jonathan. You downloaded Liquid Crack version 2? Yes, the wife and I, we, we, we're nerds. Sometimes we sit around the house a little too much. Sometimes we need to get outside, and Portland summers are quite lovely, Jonathan. So to make that happen, we downloaded Pokemon Go. And let me tell you, I love that game. And I don't love that game for its gameplay. That game's terrible, and I hate it. What I love about it is uh, the local campus of uh, Port- the Portland Community College is very close to my current apartment, which is sad because I'll have to leave it. But uh, yeah, so we, there's a bunch of Pokestops and gyms in the college, you know, who knew? So we went like, we walked over to the college and started poking around and it's a really pretty campus and there's art and there's this like nature reserve. And I sent you all those pictures, you know, of the sunset and it's just lovely back there. So you were a normal member of society. Yeah, but we went out for a stroll and looked at the campus and, and you know, when we'd go there during the week because summer session's in, so a few of the buildings are open, we kind of, like, poke around because they have, like, an entire, you know, like, auto shop class thing there. And so they have, like, engines, like, giant, you know, like, semi-truck engines and stuff out, like, look at the power of diesel. And we took Eowyn down there, and she's like, this motor is giant, Daddy. I'm like, I know! And, and so, yes, Pokemon Go. I hate the game. I really, really do loathe it, but it's it's a really good excuse to get out and walk around and see your town, and, and I f- gamifying that has been very pleasant, so I highly recommend. So I downloaded it. I don't know what <laughs> I'm doing it. I tried to catch a Pokemon, I flung a ball at it, and it broke out twice, and then it ran away. I also don't know how to add you as a friend. It's a code. It's a code. I can tell you that the weather is partly cloudy. Nice. There's a bonus for that. 
There's a bonus because some, some Pokemon get a weather bonus when it's cloudy outside or partly cloudy. Oh, buddy, buddy. All right, here we go. This is just madness. Okay, so you go to the main screen, Jonathan, and there's a little portrait of you Friends. in the lower left-hand corner. Add friend, found it. Yeah. What's your, what's your friend code? What's we'll, my fr- we'll say our friend codes and maybe other people will add us. Oh, my gosh. I, I accidentally put my friend code on Reddit and, and I, I'm getting swamped. I think I have to go and delete those posts. <laughs> I, I didn't have any friends. <laughs> Look what you did, you silly bastard. <laughs> uh, add friend. My friend code. Are you ready? Are you ready, gentle listener? 0168. 0168. 9031. 9031. 9603. 9603. What's the expiration date? Uh, that is not a credit card number. All right, I sent you mine. My Pokemon code is 82858264-5638. Fun. So there you go, guys. If you want to Pokemon Go with us, apparently now we're both into this. Still don't know what I'm doing. So if you see somebody wandering around like an idiot not really accomplishing anything, that'll be me. I, I'm, I'm doing quite well actually right now I, I i have figured out this gamified walking i like how it gamifies walking because i don't like walking but like if i'm walking to a pokey stop like for some reason it's acceptable i don't get it it is quite I'll silly. Allow it. so now we're both into pokemon go i also see that you downloaded the goat simulator which i have as well <laughs> so yeah my daughter she how do i put this nicely she likes sticking around in video games you know she plays overwatch and she just kind of goes and you know explores and spelunks and caverns and whatnot and uh yeah you know i was like and she got really mad at me one day because she was running around as genji and she you know she wasn't helping her team and i, I was like yeah go help your team she's like i don't want to help my team i'm like well then you, d- you need to not play or you need to go into a custom game it ended with her crying because i'm a good parent and i'm like you know what she has a seemingly infinite ability to just mess around on stuff and goat simulator was four dollars so i'm like why not get the game and let her just fool around so i, I have not played much goat simulator i have watched a metric ton of goat simulator we have had it for a grand total of a week at this point almost actually to the day and i'm pretty sure my daughter has put like 60 hours in that game that game is just mystifying to me because it's not good but i cannot stop with it either i sit down with it and all i want to do is just mess with it, it it's like it's just stupid like i just don't understand it yeah yeah that's that's just kind of how it goes that's kind of how that game goes it's terrible it's it's basically Tony Hawk, but way dumber. <laughs> it's a really good way of putting it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I have also um, been addicted to something. Uh, Fortnite fever uh, has hit the household in a big way. Did you watch the Rocket Live? Uh, no, I was at the soccer field because that's my life, Robert. Oh, fair enough. Uh, if they want me to see anything specific in Fortnite, they need to do it more than once. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> but I did watch a video of it on YouTube, so I'm good. That's actually uh, one of the neatest things that goes on in Fortnite is that that world evolves every single week. Something changes. And that is really just an interesting, interesting aspect to it because the the playground is changing and season five just started. And so there's been massive changes and subtle changes, which is kind of neat. Everyone's still playing that, too. So I've seen they've added in like this little desert section with like a lot of kind of 50s inspired stuff. It's interesting. Yeah. So I I have been really enjoying Fortnite. Uh, Both of my older children are now sucked into Fortnite. Uh, And what's really neat is that they have done cross platform play. And so now that I have uh, my kids set up on the Nintendo Switch with Fortnite, they've added me on the Xbox and we can be sitting next to each other and playing at the same time on the same server, which is awesome. That's just good. Oh, yeah, because you could you could handheld the Switch. You could do it on the TV on the X-Bone and then you can and then I on the PS4 am off in my own little limbo because Sony. Apparently, everybody can now do it. Really? I might be wrong on that. That's what my 11-year-old told me, but he is the resident expert because you can't have a conversation with with him that doesn't involve Fortnite to the point where I'm actually getting annoyed. So (laughs) he says we can do it. I'm going to say we probably can. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. I'm sure she's gotten addicted to something and just won't stop talking about it. Yeah, no, it happens. It happens from time to time. And I'll just be sitting there and it's like, all right, you know, Fortnite War Stories version 632. Oh my god, yeah. No, for Eowyn, it's the show called Bunked that's on Netflix, which is a Disney Channel show about a summer camp, and she just won't oh. shut up about it. 
and I yeah. listen and I listen and I listen and then there comes a point where I just you just want to stop. It's like okay, I yeah. know you play Fortnite. Got it. Ten yeah. four. Let's change the subject to anything but this. <laughs> Do you know that paint dries? Discuss. <laughs> All right, what what else have you been playing? Speaking of moving on from Fortnite. Still playing through Forza 7, having a grand time. It's a game about racing cars. It's a really good sim. That's about all I have to say about that. Mm -hmm. Okay, moving on. There's a a game on your list I want to talk about. Jurassic World Extinction? Yes, so let's get through Scythe, because that's going to cause a tangent. I downloaded the digital version of Scythe. How is it? It's so good. It's so good. And it's it's Scythe. I mean, what more can I ever ask for? Um, It's got fun music lots of great art most of it from the game but there's a couple it seems like there's a couple other things that maybe i haven't seen but i don't know if maybe they've just expanded uh beyond what what we saw in the board game the the artist guy has done a lot more art in that style so they probably picked up a bunch of it that'd be my guess yeah so i've just been loving it i mean it's it's the scythe i know and love and i it, it lets me play it anywhere and quickly which i appreciate so i i've been loving scythe digital nice nice well, that's good. Okay, okay. So Jurassic World Evo- or Jurassic World Extinction? Extinction? Is it Extinction? Maybe it's, it is Evolution. No, it's it's Evolution. Know. I've been I haven't bought this game yet because I've been watching uh, the guy I mentioned last time when we were talking about actual play, the Geekism that channel. Uh, he plays a lot of Jurassic yes. World Evolution. Yeah, Jurassic World Evolution. Well, I I totally want to get that game. I totally want to get the deluxe edition to get all the dinosaurs. But from what I'm watching in that gameplay, I do not think that is, for me, a $65 game. That seems to be about a $40 game for me, so I'm, I'm waiting for that. I've been having a great time with it, and I have dumped almost 30 hours into it at this point, and I'm still going back for more. Nice. I have solved three of the islands, and mm. I'm currently on the fourth island. Uh, but even when you solve them, it saves your state when you left it to go to the next island. Because here's the thing. You cannot five-star an island until you have evolved your skills. And this is one of my favorite things about it. You're probably going to fail the first one or two times that you uh, you play an island. And that's because you haven't had an opportunity to invest in your skills and invest in your fossils yet, which give you more dinosaurs and more variety, right? So what's cool is every time you play through the game, even if you fail and you get yourself into a point where you cannot escape out of it, um, all of your forward motion in terms of unlocks and whatnot is retained so the game gets a little bit easier and uh, you know you're also accumulating knowledge that makes your next playthrough a, a you know you, you've got a little bit of a leg up which is fun it's an interesting way of, of approaching the problem so what i'm going to do is i'm going to beat all five islands and then i'm going to go back to island one with all of my newfound toys and, and wonderful uh, buildings and wonderful dinosaurs and i will start through it again and get it up to five stars i'm really curious what frontier is going to do with that game because they make uh they make a, a planet coaster as well. And mm-hmm. one of the things that they do in that game is every quarter or so, uh, they release a free update, which gives you, you know, free stuff. Uh, uh, City Skylines does a very similar thing. And then as part of that update, they will typically release a DLC pack, which has stuff. Yeah, you know, they didn't do the Mosasaurus. They, they didn't do any water stuff. And, you know, that's that's notably missing because that was a big part of Jurassic uh, World, the, the first oh, movie. Oh, but I think it's definitely coming because... Two of the islands have these humongous bodies of water in them. Right, right, and that's that's what I want to see. I want to see if they're if they're going to do that DLC pack. And and you know maybe it's a little I don't want to say the word evil, but you know, crass of me to say I'm not going to buy that game new because you know DLC packs I'm sure hinge on how many people actually buy the game. I'm playing it on the PC, so it, to me, there's no buying it used. You know? Oh, there's always a Steam sale, sir. There's always a Steam. It's on Steam, yeah. I did, I yeah, I, 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 and I did get it on sale. I yeah, did, but still, I'm, I'm, I'm playing the daylight side of it. I'm having a good time. I mean, here's the thing: it knows what it is. It's not trying to be more than what it is, and that's what I like about it. It's not giving me these these nonsense levels of uh, of simulation that I have no interest in. It lets me build a park. It lets me manipulate it. It lets me build dinos, and then it lets me, you know, create situations where they can interact with each other. And that's been the most fascinating part about it. And the AI is actually really interesting because it does learn the enclosures. And some dinosaurs like to be in big groups. Other dinosaurs like to be solitary. And if you don't balance out the needs of the dinos, both in terms of the types of terrain and the other critters that are in the pen with them, they will get pissed off and they will start smashing the walls down. And when they get out, it wreaks havoc. And that affects, of course, your ability to make money. 
And interestingly enough, it's also some dinosaurs don't mind being in pins with other specific types of dinosaurs, but they mind being in with other stuff. You know, so it's not yes. like, oh, you could stick all the, the veggie eaters together and they'll be happy. Some of the veggie eaters like to be by themselves. Some of the veggie eaters don't like other things, like certain other dinosaur yeah. types. So they, the, they get all pissed. And you got to like Ankylosaurus, I think it's called. Yeah. That thing just wants to be alone. It doesn't want to be anybody anywhere near other species, period. Yeah. And it doesn't even particularly like its own kind. It just wants to be alone. It's like the Eeyore of Jurassic World. <laughs> yeah. No, don't get me wrong. The game the game looks super fun. And you know what? It's maddening watching some of the guys, because I watch actually a couple people play it, because I, I, I've gotten really fascinated by that game. And it's the guys who have been playing it, because it's a frontier game, it's been a lot of the, the Planet Coaster people I've been watching, because I'm not a part of the PC gaming master race, so I can't play that game, even though I really want to. They try to play it like a sim, but it's not a sim. It's it's no. ki- kind of a 4X. It's it's kind of a mix between a 4X game and whatnot, but they, they really manage their resources poorly, and it drives me nuts playing it, <laughs> just watching them. They're like, oh, there needs to be more shopping, so I'll just put another shop down. It's like, it's like jerk, no, just hire more staff in your shops that are already there. Bah! This is maddening! And yeah, and I don't know, maybe they edit that out of their playthrough, but yeah, no, it, there's a lot of resource management in that game that I like, and it's not a ton because like SimCity three and four kind of got a little out of hand on that, but it's it's enough, you know, to kind of yeah, keep agreed. You and engaged. and I like I like the SimCity games, and I thought three and four got a little too nitty gritty. And I think this one finds that perfect balance between park sim and nitty gritty. And if you want something more arcadey, you just go pretend you're a ranger for a while and drive around and you know refill feeders and do stuff like that in ranger mode. Yeah, and, or you can take pictures. Exactly. And you can actually make money taking pictures. Yeah, I know. It's really cool. Like, I, I, I like a lot of the elements of that game. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of waiting for the price to go down a little bit for me just because, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, know, I know how much I'm going to get out of that game and it's not $60 worth, but I want the $60, the $65 package. I'm terrible. I bought the one with all the extra dinos, so I, I will let you know how it evolves. But so far, I've been having a grand time with it. And also, it's a looker. The game yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. And it's on PS4, so I can play it. So, yeah. Anyway. We're not the Jurassic World Evolution podcast. <laughs> you want to start one? Because I'd be down. Maybe. I need to get the game. All I'll, right, I'll, although although this, this week we're not really the anything podcast because we're not going to deep dive anything. Oh. Soon. I, gu- Soon. I, I guess we deep dove Jurassic World Evolution. We've just been five minutes talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. I think that kind of rounds out our video games. Yeah, uh, I believe so. Let's head into movies and TV. Uh, let's go ahead and save the big one for the end. Uh, in terms of movies and TV, let's start with TV. I've been watching The Expanse, a lot of it. I have been watching nothing. Uh, the Expanse is so good. It's so dirty good. I, I'm so glad Amazon picked it up. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's well acted. It's well executed. It looks beautiful. It asks important questions. It captures the spirit of the books appropriately i love it i am just so impressed by it yeah i i'm halfway through season one i just it's one of those things me and gina started watching it together and we just haven't had time to watch anything together at all lately because yeah moving moving sucks moving does suck yes (laughs) a lot yes so yeah the expanse is phenomenal that's pretty much all i've been uh having a chance to watch on tv so in movie news i got a chance to take my kids to see solo Nice. And it was awesome. I don't understand why people aren't enjoying it because the movie is fantastic. I loved it. I read an article that blamed it on uh, the marketing more than anything. So (laughs) it was not marketed very well. Like, think of all the commercials you saw. Who who was Han Solo? Did he say anything in any of the commercials you saw? Did, Did Han Solo, the guy the film is named after, utter a line in any commercial you've seen? Uh, I don't know about commercials, certainly the trailer. Yeah, I don't think I, I've seen a lot of TV stuff because it plays during, you- I don't watch a lot of TV, so I don't get a chance to watch. Yeah, well, it plays on YouTube and during, during its blitz in YouTube, I don't think they showed Han Solo utter a line. They showed like Woody utter lines. They showed Daenerys uttering lines, but they didn't show anything out of Han. Well, let me just tell you, it's a fun heist movie. Yeah. It's a fun Western. Mm-hmm. It is a fun Star Wars movie. It feels very Star Wars. In nice. all the right ways. And it's got a phenomenal score. I think maybe the best score of any of the new movies, including the John Williams stuff. Yeah, I'm throwing that in there. Which is not to say that the other movies haven't had brilliant themes, but this has a great score from start to finish that perfectly captures the the characterizations and the action. 
I loved it. I loved everything about it. I had a lot of fun with it. It's got some great surprises for hardcore fans. And it's an easy to watch movie for people that aren't into Star Wars. And my kids were flip, flipping over it too. So that's, you know, I, I have nothing bad to say about Solo. I thought it was a great addition. And I wish it had done better because I would love to see more of that. Nice. So Jonathan, speaking of Star Wars, so right before the House Insanity really got rolling, right after we recorded the last episode, actually, uh, I watched The Last Jedi again. <laughs> nice. And it keeps getting better every time you watch it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I got to thinking while I was watching it, because I, I you know, I was thinking about Ray and I was thinking about people being pissy about Ray because I, I saw some video on the internet, which is like, you know, Ray's a Mary Sue and all that. And it occurred to me. Like, a lot of people say that Ray learned how to do Force stuff, like, way too quickly in that movie. And, and I was thinking about it, and I'm like, did she? Like, like, okay, so let's break it down from what we actually saw in the films, and this is where I probably benefit from not knowing a lot of EU stuff. But let, let's break this down. Star Wars A New Hope to Star Wars uh, Rich, uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, about three years of movie time passed by, correct? Give or take? That, that's what yeah. I seem to find on the internet. Okay. So in that time... Luke learns about the Force, and he can do a couple parlor tricks. He can, like, move the lightsaber with his hand. But that seems to be kind of the extent of anything he can do, right? So in Empire, he goes to Yoda. And what does Yoda's training entail for him? It's training him mental discipline, and it's training the the iconic scene where his X-Wing sinks, and Yoda's like, just lift that sucker up, bro. And Luke's like, I can't lift something that big up, you know, oh, that's crazy. And then, you know, Yoda's like, oh, small size, you know, his classic line of small I am or whatever his that line, that line, I can't think of it right now. I'm tired. And, and then Yoda does it. And then Luke goes, I can't believe it. And Yoda goes, that is why you fail. And it's, it's like his whole training montage is to get Luke over the idea that he can't do stuff like that with the force. Right. Okay. So then we transition from Empire to Return of the Jedi, which, according to the internet, is like eight months to a year later. It is not a huge amount of time, comparatively, Mm -hmm. right? In that time, Luke can do the Jedi mind trick. He, uh, when R2-D2 tosses a lightsaber out of the top of his dome, he either can control it with the force enough to just have it land in his hand, or he can predict the future well enough that he can just go stand where it's going to land in his hand. Uh, he force chokes people. He, he, he does a ton of stuff. He does a ton of stuff. And then later in that movie, he goes back and visits Yoda. And it's very clear. He has not been back in that eight months. Luke figured that out by himself with no training. True. And, and then people are like, well, Ray learned stuff all that fast. It's like if Ray didn't have this mental block because she was raised on stories of Luke Skywalker and things you can do with the force. Why wouldn't she be able to do that? You know, like like all of that stuff that Luke was doing, that's not advanced Jedi techniques. That's parlor tricks. That's entry level stuff. That's stuff that like, you know, you get off the train and they hand it to you with like some toothpaste and some Tide, right? Like this is this is the entry level Jedi stuff. The, the, the crap where you like run really fast and jump like a thousand feet in the air and like take on armies. And, you know, like Luke only deflected one blaster, but in like the earlier movies, like the full scale, like train to the core Jedi, like they can take on armies by deflecting their laser bolts away from them. You know, like yeah. Ray didn't do anything like that. And yeah, it just occurred to me as I was watching that, that like Ray doesn't do anything that's like particularly powerful by by anybody's measure it's stuff that luke figured out how to do on his own eight months after empire by himself and and let's not forget that when she when she does exhibit her force powers it always tends to be when she is stressed and in an instinctual mode right yeah so you know fight or flight instinct her body takes over and does what it needs to do there's no saying that she'd be able to do that in a normal, calm situation. She kind of starts going there on Starkiller base. But but my point is this, like, that stuff doesn't seem to be hard. And, and I think it's the EU kind of, like, got way up its own butt with, like, training and, and lightsaber and battle stances. Yeah, yeah. And, and you just can't think about it like that. You know, like, that, all of that stuff she did in, that, in, in uh, The Force Awakens was not... I mean, even lifting up all those rocks... You know, I mean, that's nothing. That, that's that's lifting an X-Wing. And, and Yoda seemed to think Luke could do that pretty easily, even though, because he had some mental blocks. So I don't know. I I was just watching that again, and I was like, yeah, like, Ray doesn't do anything particularly awesome with the Force. But Luke, like, you know, like, mentally projects, astrally projects himself a thousand light years or whatever with the Force in that movie. For and, a long time. Yeah. I was watching. I was watching that movie again, and I was talking with my buddy about it, and... You know, like people really don't like the ending. They seem to think that Luke should have like actually showed up and fought off, you know, Ray and like killed that whole army. And 
and I was thinking about it. I'm like, why do we, why, why, why do you want that? Like, why do you want that on an instinctual level? You know, why, why is it the superior way to, for Luke to defeat Kylo Ren is to beat him to a bloody pulp when Luke just tricks him? You know, Luke just proves that he's smarter than him. Like, why is that so bad? Why is it a bad thing that Luke decides to be smart instead of... But the whole thing wouldn't have worked if Luke had shown up for, for real because he would have gotten vaporized by the constant fire of everything they had. Yeah, and even if he didn't, even if he could deflect all that, like, it's it still, he tricked them. Like, what What would killing... Because even, even with that force that shows up at that base to knock down that door, that's a drop in the bucket of the First Order. Like, yeah. how is that anything? But, th- but that's a psychological victory. And, and that's infinitely more important than a, a physical victory. Yeah, I, but there's this real drive among people that he should have been there. And it's like, why? Like, why Why? why would him killing everybody be a better victory? I, I don't understand that train of thought. Like, him him doing that and just messing with all of them? Like, Dude, like, he did the most light side Jedi thing ever. He right. won without lifting a finger. Right, right. And he didn't and have to kill anybody. And not hurting a fly. That, that's right. Again, I will still say... The, the 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 B plots with with Poe and uh, Finn, they probably could have used a little work, but but the the Ray Luke storyline in that, like the more I watch it, the more I like it. So that's that's that movie in a nutshell for me. The more I watch it, the more I like it, and the more I see even more of its brilliance because it's just too densely packed to appreciate in one or two watchings. Anyway, hey Jonathan, so we've been playing Pokemon Go. By the way, I accepted your friend request. I also started watching the yeah, po- buddy. Yeah, I started watching the Pokemon TV show to round us out. Pokemon oh. Indigo League, yes, yes. I got to know the lore, man. I got to know the lore. How am I going to catch them all if I don't know the lore, right? I'm just going to walk around and hope for the best. <laughs> Do you know how to throw a curveball? Because that it helps you catch Pokemon. That's what the kid in the in the show does. Because that's how he learns how to man, catch Pokemon. I'm going to just hand my phone to my children and let them do it for me. <laughs> got to learn that curveball, hey, man. That hey, curveball is good. Go outside and blow the stink off you. And while you're at it, catch me a couple Pokemon, huh? All right, all right. Well, I'll, I'll teach you the curveball in September if you haven't learned it yet. All right. That sounds good, which I'm totally looking forward to. Yeah, we bought our plane tickets. So actually, now's a good time to segue into that. We are running a little bit of a, it's not a contest, but we want audience participation. We hadn't talked about this much, but go. Uh, Robert's coming out to visit uh, for a co- couple different reasons, but he's going to stay with me in the house. And so that's going to give us an opportunity to play some games, which means... We need to understand what to play because we're constantly talking about, oh, yeah, when you come out, we should play these things. We've made a list and we'd like you guys to help us prioritize that list so we understand what you guys want to hear us talk about as a team. Yes. Yes. So anyway, I'll post that on Facebook. Just people vote on on our Facebook group. I guess that's how we'll do it. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds good. We'll make a list. You can vote. And if there's something that we desperately need to play that maybe we've forgotten to throw on the list and we've talked about it on the show... Please feel free to add it on there. We will um, dig it out of the archives or the giant black hole I call my office, and uh, we'll play it. I like this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Fantastic. Well, that kind of rounds out movies and TV, so let's see here. I'm just looking here. You did a little bit of RPG testing, I see. Yes, yes, playtesting, playtesting. So I can't I can't talk about it. I, I don't think I signed an NDA, but I agreed to one over the internet, so... Uh, I playtested uh, Knights Black Agents Solo Ops, the gumshoe one-to-one version of uh, Knights Black Agents, where it's one player, one GM. I did it with uh, with Gina. Uh, she played a, a lone born style super spy versus vampires. I think all I can say about it is, because I can't talk about anything terribly specific, so to get around that, I will say I fully intend on buying the book when it comes out, and not just because it has my name on it, but or my name should be in it in the playtesting and Gina's name, but it it's because I want to buy that book when it comes out. I think that's fair, and I think that's dope and awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, say no more. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That's it. I, th- I think that's all I could say about that. Well, sadly, I haven't had an opportunity for an RPG uh, in quite some time. I'm I'm hurting. I'm ready to go back. But you have had an opportunity to read. Have you been reading, or have you been listening to Ray read to you? All of the above. Nice. I started off reading it in the book, and then I had some driving to do, so I downloaded the audiobook, and I've been enjoying it. And uh, yeah, I am about, I don't know, 60 or 70 pages in. Last time I, I kind of referenced where I was, and it's uh, it's really shaping up into something interesting. I'm really enjoying it. It's very... 
we're, we're, we, of course, are talking about Legacy of Shadow, the, the book by Craig Gallant, read by a fan of the show, friend of the show, friend of the show, not fan, friend. Friend of the show, totally. Uh, Ray Greenley. Uh, hi, Ray. Hi, Ray. What's up? <laughs> so, yeah, if you want it on Audible, like, go get it and join our Facebook group because sometimes he, like, throws keys out to, to see to, to people. And if, hey, is it just me or do you totally get, like, a Fifth Element vibe from it? I get a lot. We, we, can, we can take that book apart we can we can deep dive that later maybe oh patreon exclusive or yes but we will deep dive that later like get get done with it I, i've got thoughts i've got thoughts about that book but yes <laughs> all right I'm, I'm working my way through it with with the the time that i have the last six hours of it i don't know what that equates to in pages but it's it's like that first season of arrow like stuff starts happening you're like oh this book should finish up real soon and it's like how could there be six hours left of this book? I don't understand. And it just keeps, everything just keeps getting more and more tense and taut and it doesn't, it doesn't break. And you, you get to that point and you just don't want to stop. And it sucks because sometimes you have to and, and you don't want to. Well, you, you were here for that because I cursed at you when you made me stop in the last recording session. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm, it's in motion. Yeah. Well, shall we do some uh, board games? Uh, I want to say one more thing and then we'll get to board games. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I'll do the full story. So there, uh, I saw on the internet, Monty Cook Games was tweeting out that there's a Cypher System Discord server, and I joined it, and I really wanted to talk to people, but I don't actually play anything Cypher System right now, and I don't have anything kind of, you know, in the works or anything. And I was like, I wish they had this for Gumshoe. And it didn't exist. Like, I couldn't find one. I tweeted out to the world that, you know, it's like, does this exist? And no one could say yes or no. So I believe, Jonathan, I, I, I don't know if I'm wrong on this, but isn't there a rule about the internet that if something doesn't exist, you must create it? Is that how it goes? Uh, something to that effect, yes. Something to that effect. Okay, so I, I made a Gumshoe Discord server. It's called Gumshoe Universe. I, I, I put a thing on it on the uh, on, on our webpage. I haven't, like, tweeted it out to Facebook because I'm like, I'll talk about it in a podcast. And, you know, moving sucks, so that hasn't happened yet. But I'm talking about it now! Move, but moving does suck. Moving does suck. So so much. So yeah, much. but it's it's pretty cool. Like we uh, there, uh, I, I made a lo- looking for group channel, and it looks like a game got together, and we've been talking every day, and and you know, there's about 50, 60 people on it right now. I think I haven't actually checked the numbers in a couple of days because I moving sucks. But yeah, no, come join us if you're into Gumshoe RPG, and if you want to play something on the internet and and whatnot. People seem to be organizing on it, so that's really cool. And I've got a, I got a channel for one shots, and I got a channel for longer campaigns so you can get what you want if you want to try out this gumshoe experience come on over if you want to play in something longer come on over we got a little something for everybody i have the facebook list up about the board games yeah it's about to get ugly it's about to get ugly okay let's, get, let's do this favor all right let's do this let's do all this. right all right so i've had a lot of games now mind you this has been a lot of time because i haven't actually had a ton of time it seems like i've played a lot but i have not so Uh, In terms of playing, um, I was playing a bunch of that Jurassic Park video game, which got me thinking about Dinosaur Island. And so I uh, had a couple people over the other night and we played Dinosaur Island and it was awesome. That's on our list. Yeah, I feel like that needs to be pretty high on the list because that thing is really good. Yeah, please vote for that, people. I actually want to play that one quite a bit. So anyway, continue. Uh, Yeah, Dinosaur Island was phenomenal. I've been really having a, a great time with it. And uh, I just continue to be impressed by it. And every time I play it, I like it a little bit more. Got Tail Feathers out and played it with Carlos. Tail Feathers has kind of been hard to get to the table because it's only two players. So uh, we had an uh, opportunity for just the two of us to sit down and we played it. It's just such a neat world that they built there. The whole Mice and Mystics world is just so enchanting and lovely. Nice. It's a certain amount of magic there, you know, and I, I really like it. That's the one that's set in the same world as the the mice game, right? But you're riding on birds and jousting, like yeah, joust. Mice and Mystics, that's the world. Yeah, nice. Okay. Then I uh, had a chance to play Shadows over Camelot over at uh, Dale's house, and we had a blast with that. Um, that's kind of in, an interesting game. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff that you can do on any given round, and it's fully co-op, which is kind of interesting, although there is a variant in the box that lets you do um, Trader. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a hidden traitor. Uh, people compared that a lot to Battlestar Galactica. So how how does it compare? I, I well, guess it, here's it, the problem: Shadows Over Camelot's the older game, and I played it last, and that's not fair to it. That's because true. Because if you consider when it came out, it did some really neat things, but other games have done it just a little bit better since then. And again, that's not a knock on the game because it's really well put together and it's really fun. My biggest issue is that there's just a lot to learn, especially from an iconography standpoint. So the first time you, that you play it, you're going to just kind of be bumbling around. And then after that, you're, you're, you're aces. And it's super, super fun. 
I just wish that I had played it before some other games because other games have kind of taken that idea and riffed on it in a real positive way. Like like I said, it's really not fair to, to criticize the game because the game is still very, very good. I've just played it a, a few years too late. Nice. What else have you done? Campy Creatures came out. And I know we've talked about that on the show before, and that continues to be awesome. Everybody I teach Campy Creatures absolutely loves it because that game is just so well put together. I just love that game. Hold on. Did you play Campy Creatures with Dale? I did. Thank you, Dale. I love you, buddy. (laughs) And uh, then we played some Downforce, and I've played Downforce with a bunch of people as well, and that continues to be an interesting and fun game. And it's different enough from Camel Up that they both have a reason to be on the shelf. Then I had a chance to play Beyond Baker Street with Dale, and we all agree Beyond Baker Street does basically the same thing that Hanabi does, but there's there's a couple of additional layers to it, which make it, at least for, for the level of gamer that Dale and I are, uh, a little more interesting to uh, interact with. Oh, it's funny. I was listening to Of Dice of Men today because I've been working through my podcast backlog. I'm getting caught up. I, I listened to them today, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you get to the episode about uh, Shelf Toads? No, I think that's the next one. Yeah, yeah. Shelf Toads is a, a board gaming thing where basically it's a game that sits on your shelf that you can't get rid of for some reason. It just collects dust and just sits there like an ugly, warty toad. Oh, and, I can't wait. I have some of those. Yeah, yeah. I was I, I was thinking about you and me. Like, I just, you know, because one of the questions they ask is, you know, what's your shelf toad that you, you know, the game you most want to play, but you don't think you may ever will, and it has the most dust on it. And I, I even on my meager shelf, I've got one of those, and I'm sure you, you're full of them. So I don't know. I, I shout got out to couple, them. Unfortunately. <laughs> and it's not a knock on the game. It's, it's just for, all right, I'll give you a perfect example. One of my shelf toads is a game I absolutely adore and love, and that's Forbidden Stars. Yeah, that's funny. I, I, and that that's, game that's, is so good. But here's the thing. It takes, a, it takes a solid six to eight hours to play it. So you have to dedicate a day to it. And you have to be able to dedicate that day with three to, you know, two to three other players. That's funny. That's one of their shelf toads. Spoiler alert. I'm sorry. But yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, again, the game is nothing but brilliant. Yeah. It is one of the best designed games I've ever played. It perfectly captures the license of Warhammer. It's gorgeous to look at it does everything right and i can only get it to the table maybe once a year if that because i need to have a holiday where my family is gone yeah and i need to be able to get three other friends to have that exact same scenario and then we sit down and we play for eight hours with a lunch break and that's the only way that game works and that's tough that's a tough scenario to manufacture when you're this at the stage in your life when you have children and jobs and all that fun stuff Shelf Toad is not a pejorative. It's it's not a bad thing to call a game. It's just a game that is just hard for you to get out for whatever yeah. reason. So and, and and it's a pity because I adore Forbidden Stars. It is so brilliant. Anyway, your 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 talk here about getting things off the shelf. It just reminded me of that today because that was actually a fun topic. The Shelf Toads and just Shelf Toad is is a fun visual to think about. Yeah, it is because you could just imagine this toad on your shelf just. And Forbidden Stars really works because when you kiss that toad, it becomes this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful experience. There you go. Okay, sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. Continue, continue. Then uh, Dale and I had a rough week, uh, one week, and we decided to sit down and we uh, were both kind of in a co-op mood. So I taught him Witches of the Revolution. Thank you, Dale. Thank you, Dale. Let me tell you, that game is so, so good because it's very, very similar to the legendary Uh, series of games but it does some things to really kind of ratchet up the difficulty and it adds a couple of interesting choices and interesting layers to it and um i love it i love it and the theme is so kooky hey you're part of this coven of witches and you're trying to help the revolutionary war happen please vote for that game too i want to play that one too Island of El Dorado. When you open up the box does a beautiful uh Elton John inspired uh, jangle come out of the box sung by either kenneth brada kenneth brana or what was the other guy what you've never seen the road to el dorado it's a fantastic children's movie the songs are great oh no i haven't seen it kevin klein kevin klein songs by Ke- sung by kevin klein or kenneth brana no none of that no never saw it never no. saw it. It, it, that, that i remember when it came out and you have to remember that was when i was in my early 20s so i was in the the in, that's an in-between stage right I was old enough to not prioritize it, and I was young enough to not have kids. The, the the lady I was dating at the time was an animation major, so I saw every animated movie that came out when I was dating her. So, But I like that movie. It's got a fantastic so many soundtrack. Jokes that I'm not going after right now. I'm just trying to behave. 
bring it. That sounded like a dare. <laughs> I- <laughs> That's something that we will chat when we uh, when we uh, when we are uh, at the table. That's table talk. Those are table talk jokes. Okay. Okay. Bring it. Those bring aren't it. podcast jokes. Okay. Bring it. I I will give you like what two months to write down your material. I await. Yeah, you better impress. I would have been a lot more forgiving of off the cuff, but man, no, no. Now you gotta. <laughs> now you gotta prepare. Island of Eldorado is kind of an interesting game. There is an exploration aspect and there is an area control aspect to it. It's beautifully produced with some of the most gorgeous art I've ever seen in a game. It's just so pretty to look at. The artist, uh, I can't remember the artist's name off the top of my head. I would need to get the manual out, but wow, what talent. And uh, the game itself is very fun, very easy to learn, very easy to play. And I played it with uh, Carlos, and it was super fun. We had a great time. Nice. Oh, and you busted out a classic. The classic. Oh, yeah. King of Tokyo. Nice. So when I was at Origins, I took a picture of a full-size, life-size King of Tokyo that they were playing there. And I was showing it to the kids when I got home. And all of a sudden, they were like, hey, let's go play some King of Tokyo. So we sat down, and we played some King of Tokyo. Even got Jessica involved, which was fun. Nice. Good times. Good times. And then I got a, a Kickstarter in the mail. Mm-hmm. Actually, I got a couple Kickstarters in the mail. Number one, I got my Arcadia Quest Riders. Did you play it? No, not yet. But I have read the rules, and they're really cool, and I can't wait to uh, integrate them in normal Arcadia Quest. And they're really kooky and super fun to look at. I love the Arcadia Quest chibi style. It really is quite magical. It captures all the right things, and the, the, the Riders expansion just looks epic. It just looks so much fun. I can't wait to get this on the table. Nice. Anything else come in? Uh, yes. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China finally came in. Did you play it? No, not yet. I've started reading through the rule book. It's a big game. It's one of those games where you're going to need an entire table in an afternoon to kind of figure it out. So I've not had an opportunity to play it yet. Okay, cool. Anything else coming? But it's gorgeous. It looks so so pretty. Such a great looking game. You you texted me some of the some pics of it. It looks really nice. I like it. Yeah, they did a great job. That'd be one that we can figure out together. Nice. Anything else coming? Uh, yes, my Song of Ice and Fire Kickstarter came in. The the miniatures game. Yes, it's a big giant platoon-sized kind of uh, miniatures game. Uh, it uses trays uh, to kind of keep your army together. There's a lot of really interesting rules to it, um, which is part of the reason that I backed it. There's a particularly interesting rule where you can have leaders that affect your army and have actions that are off the board but aren't necessarily part of the battle, uh, the battle group itself. Oh, that's cool. I like that. And that's kind of interesting. I think that th- this might be one that I uh, kind of request that you and I play together, being that you and I bo- have both played miniature war games before, and I think this could be an interesting uh, one for di- us to discuss. Cool, 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 cool. Anything else come in? And then I also got Century Eastern Wonders, which is, of course, the follow-up to Century Spice Road. Uh, we're going to be deep diving this one on the show, and that's all I'm going to say about it for now. But it's cool very cool and it comes with an alternate rule set that lets you blend the two together into uh from sand to sea have you played it yet no not yet but i've read through the rules and i'm ready to go okay and then finally i just thought i'd throw this in there because i know how much you love it when i talk about it got some updates on hellboy the pledge manager's open oh fun time to pay for shipping and get my hellboy on oh i'm so excited this game looks so good Nice, nice, nice. So much good Hellboy stuff. Oh, it makes me so happy. Nice. I like it. All right. So I've been uh, updating the list, Jonathan. <laughs> you have removed Tail Feathers, but you've added Arcadia Quest Riders, Big Trouble in Little China, Song of Ice and Fire Miniatures Game, and Century Eastern Wonders. Today, my friend, you are up three. Oh, it's looking so good. Come the end of the year, Jonathan. Oh, the only points I'm going to get, but I'm going to relish them. I'm going to relish them. It is. It is. But it's not over yet, my friend. It's not over yet. All right. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. That is the plan. And you know what's funny? You're going to be here and you're going to help me. Eh, Maybe. What if people don't vote for it? What if people don't vote for the thing? What if they want... What if they listen to Robert saying, I really want to play... Oh, it's... You just don't know it yet. Okay. All right. All righty. Well... That brings us to the end of Off the Shelf, and of course that means that it's the end of our little mini-sode. Yeah, that's sad. Sorry, everybody. I, it's I, sad, but at least we got to do this for a little bit, because it's been so, so long. A little bit? We've been recording for an hour now. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, it's compared to our normal recording sessions, which go considerably longer. That's true. Yeah, that's usually two hours. So we'll see what this cuts down to. Probably about 45 minutes, 45 to 50. That's my guess. It's my Still, guess. it's good. It's good that we're doing this. I miss this. Yeah, me too. Me too. I miss talking to you. Text, text. Uh, I don't get the, uh, I don't get the, t- the, the pipes, man. I don't get the, the lovely sound of your voice. Well, now you do. And now you get my Pokemon too. Ooh, yeah. Did you get my gift? I sent you a gift. Oh, uh, did you? I'll have to check that out as soon as we're done recording. Yeah, and I, I, I sent the code to my wife, so hopefully, uh, yeah, you'll have two friends soon. Aww. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that brings us to the end of episode 44 of the Forgot My Dice podcast. Once again, join us on all of our digital domains. We'd love to hear from you, especially the Facebook group. That seems to be where all the action is. And, of course, it wouldn't be an episode of Forgot My Dice without a final thought from Robert. Robert, any final thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I, uh... I'm I'm reassembling my nerd wall and I was looking at my nerd wall and I'm like, man, I have got a lot of RPG uh, shelf toads and I'm wondering if I need to get rid of some of them. It's just hard. It's hard. I was thinking about no, that. I totally understand. I was listening to uh, Brendan Riley's podcast and uh, um, he's a, a friend of the show as well. And he was talking in the episode about, you know, kind of the curation of a, of a collection once it hits maximum size for the area that you have to store it. And that's kind of where I am with my board games too. So I've been kind of running into the same problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I've already got a box. I'm, I'm going to cull mine a little bit cause there's a lot of, there's some great RPGs out there, but I'm like, I'm never going to have the time to play this. I know for a fact. And, and some of them, there's just like, there's a new edition out, but maybe some collector out there would like to have the second or the previous edition of something. So, but I certainly won't. So, yeah, that's my... Oh, oh, and one other final thought. Uh, moving sucks. Yeah, moving does suck. There's always. Just always. Yeah, so I think I think we have the episode title. Uh, I'm, I, I think you're busy this weekend, if I'm not mistaken, so I'm going to try to crank this out actually, like, tomorrow. Like, the whole nine. <laughs> so, yes. Hopefully this will be an oddly timely episode of the Forgot My Dice podcast because <laughs> there won't be, like, a week delay. Should I, like, hold up a newspaper? You know? It's like... Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's some bit of... I, I don't want to do actual news because, yeah, actual news. But, uh, hey, there we go. Uh, a bit of news. A bit of news. Up-to-date news from game night to TV night. Enworld.org is reporting that a Tales from the Loop TV series has been announced. A what series? Tales from the Loop. <gasps> really? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm totally down. Yeah. It's going to be developed by Legion writer Nathaniel Helpburn and co-produced by Fox. So, yes, coming to a fo- Man, Legion's good. So, yeah, FX are, uh, well, soon to be Disney, I guess. But, yeah, yeah. Tales from the well, Loop. I mean, if it's on Fox, we know that we'll get at least one good season that is not picked up, and then I'm sad. And then the episodes are aired out of order, and womp, 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 womp. All righty, well, that brings us to the end. Thank you so much, as always. We will catch you on the next episode of the Forgot My Dice podcast. And until then, Robert, party on. Party on, Jonathan. I get to go take some more stuff over to my new house now. Huzzah! Well, enjoy the hernia. (laughs) Or the back pain. The music you heard in this podcast was intro by Elithiel. Funding for the Forgot My Dice podcast was provided by our supporters on Patreon. Thank you 